Hello and welcome to MWP Talks podcast. The goal of this podcast is to discuss topics that fall under the umbrella of health, wellness and fitness. We also want to provide support to anyone who is struggling to keep their health triangle aligned. Thank you for listening today. Continue to move with purpose and remember slow motion is better than no motion. So this week is Baby Loss Awareness Week. Um, It's a difficult one for some people. For myself and for couples that I know, single ladies that I know, it's a difficult week for anyone who's experienced baby loss. Um... Losing a baby in pregnancy through miscarriage or even stillbirth is still such a taboo subject worldwide. It's linked to stigma, it's linked to shame. There's many women that still do not receive the appropriate and respectful care when their baby dies during pregnancy or even at childbirth. Hopefully by listening to me today, I can encourage someone Um, who has experienced anything similar, to speak out, acknowledge their feelings during such a difficult time. And even when you reflect back on it, whether it's happened years ago or whether it's happened of recent, it still hurts. It still does. You may have had children, you know, afterwards, but you, you never forget. You never forget. I remember as soon as I got married, I think even it, we hadn't even got home yet. And the questions about having children started rolling in from aunties, uncles, mum, dad, you name it. Everyone was so focused on it. Four months into marriage, I unfortunately miscarried at nine weeks. Um, I remember that day like it was yesterday. I began to have some light bleeding, which is known as spotting. I managed to get a doctor's appointment. He told me, all looked well. This is normal sometimes. It's just a little bit. Two days later, that spotting became a lot more than spotting. It increased so much. And I was experiencing such excruciating pain. So um, hubby and I went to the early pregnancy unit as advised by the GP. Fast forward, I'd miscarried at nine weeks. Not sure at the time I knew how I felt or how I was feeling. To be honest, when I think back to it, I don't think me, my husband and I even discussed it in great detail, what had just happened. In fact, I think we just got on with life. It happened. It wasn't at the stage where we had even told anybody So we literally just went on. I think I went back to work after a week. Like, I I don't remember acknowledging my feelings or sitting back. I was just like, okay, this has happened. Let's move on kind of thing. But guess what happened three months after? I fell pregnant again. Not going to lie. I was scared. Um, I was scared. I was walking like 
pins and needles and eggshells thinking that I will lose it. I actually kept my pregnancy hidden for as long as I could. So I remember even when people realised that I was pregnant, I was literally due because I was wearing baggy shirts and so forth. And, you know, I, I purposely didn't meet up with friends or family. I kind of stayed cooped indoors. That's when I realised that the trauma and the kind of physical and psychological pain that, you know, I experienced before had kind of hindered me. Um, I don't think I actually had the chance, an opportunity to actually grieve. So soon after falling pregnant again, hands were on deck and it wasn't a smooth pregnancy for anyone who knows me personally. I suffered from high blood pressure and was advised multiple times not to stress. Um, also had gestational diabetes. I always wonder why people always say do not stress when you're in a stressful situation. Like, do I wake up in the morning wanting to stress myself out? Do I purposely like wake up and want to feel anxious? It's so frustrating when you're having people dictate to you what to do in life and how you should be relieving your stress. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm taken back by so many different kind of conversations that were coming through, especially through family members. Stress was inevitable, especially having gestational diabetes. But by the grace of God, I birthed our beautiful daughter and she is now about to be five years old. But... <laughs> I chuckle at this nervously because after three, four months of giving birth to our beautiful daughter, I got pregnant again. And to be honest, I wasn't a happy bunny because obviously my pregnancy with my daughter, although birthed her great, you know, she weighed well and everything. It was a difficult pregnancy. I was, I think from just three months into the pregnancy, I was at the hospital every week being monitored. I'll never forget it. Every week on a Tuesday in the morning in the diabetic clinic, in the afternoon in the blood pressure clinic it was yeah that the pregnancy wasn't easy I remember there was a moment at when 25 weeks where I went to the midwife and she couldn't feel a heartbeat and where the fetal unit was with to the main actual hospital I had to do that walk not knowing whether my baby was alive or not. And, you know, by God's grace, obviously, when I got to the hospital, because they had to check, with the Doppler, everything was fine. But it's still, the pregnancy wasn't easy. So when I fell pregnant again, yeah, I wasn't happy. I didn't actually want to go through it. At that time, I didn't even know whether I wanted to have children. And that's what made it even more difficult because whilst I was going through these feelings, not knowing how to feel, and my husband was scared that something could happen because this is a gentleman that saw me in a pool of blood. Um, I actually lost. So I actually lost. I had a miscarriage again. 
and that was difficult and I'll be honest I find that one more difficult than the first one because I felt guilty I felt guilty that I didn't even want this child but yet it that opportunity was taken away from me my husband and I were so devastated and I think we grieved in different ways initially and we struggled to kind of find a common ground. Um, and I'll speak generally because we do forget about the husbands because they also have lost, you know. He may not have had, and I'll say this out to everyone, think some your husbands are not the ones that may have experienced dreams or lactating breasts or spiking hormones, you know, maybe they don't experience the kind of flashbacks that you may have, you know, yes, they didn't go off work because their body looked pregnant and, you know, they were feeling all of those pregnancy-related kind of symptoms that you have, so sometimes we tend to think it happened to my body, not theirs. And yes, you had different experiences, but the fact is you each had an experience. So emotionally speaking, you know, it's harrowing for the men also as well, because they actually watch us go through this trauma. They, you know, they've lost their would-be daughter or their would-be son. And so I think it's important for couples to come to some sort of understanding of one another, you know, like your actual respective grieving processes and make sure that there's creative ways to honour your loss together. Um, I speak from a perspective of someone who has a husband, someone who has a partner, and I would not, I don't even think I could imagine how I would cope if I was going through this alone. I work in the health and wellness space and even as previous as a previous gynae nurse pre-marriage, I never truly understood the anguish of parents. Now having my own lived experience, I get it. And it didn't stop there, ladies and gents, you know, I went on to having a topic pregnancy as well. And I won't go into that because I'll be blubbering through this podcast. And after that, there was some more. After that, there was some more. Um, but we won't go into that. And, you know, I just wanted to take this moment to, like, just kind of share a little bit of my story, just a little bit of insight. And it makes me think that now especially me working in the health and wellness space, I am able to relate to a lot more people that have experienced the same kind of feelings that I have, you know, those feelings of shame, those feelings of self-blame, those feelings of guilt, you know, after you've experienced pregnancy loss. And it's so sad that even in these times, in 2021, I have to keep on questioning, why do women feel so alone, so isolated and badly about themselves? You know, when the science clearly states pregnancy loss is no fault of your own. I think 
I'm always talking about solutions and I think we need to find some kind of framework for grieving and for honouring ourselves and the babies that we've lost and move away from, you know, that that silence, that whole thing of, oh, you don't talk about it because, you know, some cultures, we're like that. We still don't talk about it, but we should be moving towards a culture of being open, of representing our stories so people can learn from it. You know, I want women to feel not just be intellectually of the know, but know that they're not alone and that there is absolutely no shame in loss. I mean, we know what to do when we lose a parent or a grandparent. Let, let's keep it real. You know, whether that's sending a card to someone, flowers, attending a funeral, or even providing support anywhere you can. But when it comes to a loss of an imagined family member, there's nothing tangible we can actually turn to. Because we don't have those standardised rituals in our culture to honour these losses. And we actually stumble we go really, really numb and we, sometimes we turn inwards in ourselves. And that's why we feel alone. Because we're not able to acknowledge our feelings or even release them. As if it's not hard to go through losing pregnancy, I'm not going to lie. I was shocked by the reactions of people around me. Or... Sometimes it's not even the actions, it's the inactions of some people. You'll have a handful of people who will try and comfort you, you know, in the bruised places in my heart. And, you know, they might even drop me soup or his soup food. You know, everyone has their ways of how they try and console people. But then there are other people that just vanish or find a reason not to talk to you. Where did they go? I wondered at one point that I thought to myself, have I done something wrong? Do they think they're going to catch this from me because I've lost more than one? But you know what? Rather than me concentrating on what I don't have, I concentrated on what I do have. I have a beautiful daughter And I'm fortunate enough to be surrounded by loads of loving support from hubby, family and friends alike. You know, I was also grateful to have received tremendous support from Tommy's who help people in my situation, you know, with resources and met some like-minded people and they were kind and they were so considerate and just respectful but I was lucky unfortunately I have heard so many stories from women and families who felt that their losses were minimized or even medicalized and there were people that just yearned for just additional empathy when they were in a hospital setting I think society is so focused on having these happy endings that they minimise these losses that we experience. Um, Everyone's just concentrating on when, when a healthy baby arrives. 
So sometimes that makes us as women feel, I don't know what the word is, but you know, more isolated, more alienated from communities, from our, you know, our our little groups, you know, especially can you imagine you're losing a child and then you're being invited to baby showers? You know, I actually attended one or two. I had someone stop talking to me because, well, that was the catalyst. I didn't attend their baby shower, to be honest. And I actually had just lost a child at that time. There's no timeline for grief. That's one thing I do want to add, because there is no timeline for grief. A healthy baby does not replace or erase any of our losses. But the culture that we're in prefers to focus on, just look on the bright side, meaning the live birth, rather than simultaneously acknowledging the pain of the past. People don't know what to say when it comes to pregnancy loss. And, you know, you'll have well-meaning strangers or even loved ones say things like, everything happens for a reason. Lucky I can't swear on this podcast, otherwise I would be. You get comments like, at least you know you can get pregnant. What? What? Oh, what else did I have? Be grateful for what you have. And the other one, it is well. Or the other one, God has a plan. Or the, I think the worst one was, at least you weren't far along. <sighs> or it wasn't meant to be. When we're met with those comments like these, it can be tempting for us to shut down, or even worse, to feel ashamed about our losses and our grief. It can be challenging to know what to say, but I suggest to everyone simply saying things like, I'm deeply sorry for your loss, or grief knows no timeline, take all the time that you need, or I'm here for you always. We need to remain open to hearing whatever it is women feel without rushing to change something or attempting to make things better. It's important to let people know that you are there for them to explore their feelings, vent or even do something completely distracting together if that's what they prefer. We shouldn't assume that women feel When they lose a baby, they don't need platitudes or compare and contrast lost stories. Women and their partners need our thoughtfulness, compassion and empathy. I could go on for days about this topic. But what I will say is that it's very, very important to acknowledge your feelings. These things are unexpected. And no matter what comes your way, discover for yourself how life can be so much more than what you assume it will be. Experiences can be a fire 
experiences can be of ice. And that's life. Hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold. But let's continue to deepen our wisdom. And recognise what you do not know. Don't expect life to work the way you expect life to work. But dream. Continue to dream. Continue to move with purpose. And as I always say, slow motion is better than no motion. And so I'm going to keep it moving. I'm going to keep on trying. And hopefully my little girl gets a little brother, a little sister. But for anyone who is experiencing such pain this week or any other week, acknowledge your pain, acknowledge your feelings. Every experience you have had leads you up to the person that you are today. You are enough. You are amazing. You will push through. So I want to thank everybody for listening today. Continue to move with purpose. I'm signing out at the MWP mum, Mrs. Anita Sawani. Thank you all.